now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is once again back in business. Joined as always by my faithful co-host, Nate Christian. Nate, hello again. What's up, Mike? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How about yeah. yourself? You're good as well. I'm good as well. I'm good as well. We're here. We're back. We're not avoiding each other. No. But we're talking about buying, selling, and avoiding players. Just want to let you know, again, we've been saying it every podcast. Going to say it again. Free seven-day trial. Our Patreon hop in the Discord. As a matter of fact, I have a testimonial from one of our patrons I want to read to you right now. The Dynasty Rewind host channel and Patreon truly changed how I not only view and process Dynasty football, but fantasy football as a whole. Not only are the hosts fun and engaging, thank you, but the daily content fills the gaps in the lonely time in the offseason. They also challenge you as an owner to find your own path and combine all the info to make your own best decisions possible for your team. This knowledge can then be applied to season-long keeper PPR Scott Fishbowl to standard because of the scope of knowledge gained. It feels like these are a group of friends you sit around and drafted with for years, and that is courtesy of Peter Ferrari. Peter, I hope I said your name correctly. Thank, Thank you, you Peter. Testimonial. We appreciate that. We would love to see you in there. We got a lot of patrons, but there's always room for more. Hop on in. Free seven-day trial. We hope you stick around. And if not, we understand too. But Nate, let's get into it. We are buying. We are selling. We are holding. And also importantly, we're avoiding. We are. So let's get into scenario number one. Let's talk about some 2023 breakout running backs. Okay, and what are we doing with these guys heading into 2024? We're talking about Kyron Williams, Rashad White, Brian Robinson, and Devon Achan. Mm, getting there. There you go, Mike. Holding one, holding one, avoiding one. Nate, start it off. We both agree on Kyron Williams. Yeah, and Bob set us up. Bob set us up. He set me up specifically because I've been avoiding Kyron Williams all season, and all Kyron Williams has been doing has been – you know, producing and scoring touchdowns and getting people fantasy points, not on my team. Um, so Bob was like, hey, Nate's going to go first, start this segment. Kyron Williams is going to be here. He can't avoid him again. I'm avoiding Kyron Williams. I'm continuing to do so despite Kyron Williams being productive. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm really sorry, but I just don't believe in the long-term viability of day three running backs. Yeah. And let me say – that's a trend that might be broken here soon because of the way NFL teams are valuing the running back. We're going to probably see more running backs picked in day three than before, or at least more of the, the top running backs picked in day three, because I think especially this year, I don't know how many day two running backs we're even going to have. So if, if the NFL yeah. continues to value running backs that way, and if we see day three running backs have long-term viability, I will change my approach. But until that day, I'm going to continue to fade these guys long-term. I think Kyron Williams is a great, uh, you know, redraft play right now. He's a great season-long rest of the season, league winner in a lot of places. But long-term, sorry, not a guy I'm going to go after. I get it. Like my dad always used to say, until I'm wrong, I'm right. And we could apply that to Kyron Williams. He's been great this year. But we've seen these day three UDFA guys, they come in, they're a flash in the pan, and then they're gone. Um, James Robinson had one of the greatest seasons from we've we've seen just to come up from a UDFA and then you know I don't I don't think he was an all pro that year but played it just about an all pro level and 
three years later, I mean, there was an Achilles injury, unfortunately, there. But, yeah. I mean, no, he's not even on a team anymore. Uh, no. He, uh, he did play one game for the Green Bay Packers this year. And he had one carry for two yards. There it is. But honestly, the best time to sell him would have been after his rookie season where he ran for 1,070 yards and seven touchdowns. Now, the next year, he was productive, 767 and eight. But it was just a downward trajectory from there, year after year after year. And they brought in a first-round running back. I mean, it's Urban Meyer. so Yeah, but Travis Etienne has been extremely productive in that system that uh, Doug Peterson's running now. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree with – and you know what? I agree. I do like Kyron Williams – I wouldn't mind holding him in certain circumstances, but for the most part, I'm avoiding. He's been great. There's other guys on the list that I like better on this list and I think have better sell or long-term value. So I'm just going to avoid him. Yep. Again, Shad White. Let's move on. Nate, I'm buying Shad White. Ooh. I am. Maybe I'll break my mold of how I hate buying running backs in season. You don't like that. But he's currently running back four on the season. And I expected a good season from him. I didn't expect this. Realistically, did not expect running back four. He's good receiving back. He's a great running back, too. Tampa Bay needs work this upcoming offseason. Mm-hmm. I don't think Mike Evans is going to be back. That's trending towards not happening. Um, I don't think possibly that Baker Mayfield is the solution long term. But where they don't really need work is at running back. They have Rashad White. Sean Tucker will be there as well. Um Great by low. I talked about him before. If you can get him for like a fourth round pick right now, why not? Go ahead, throw it out there. Um, so his value range right now, around keep trade cut, he's valued around DeAndre Swift, Javante Williams. So there's two higher profile running backs right there. Yeah. So you can kind of gauge his value accurately. Christian Watson and Rasheed Rice in that same tier. I know it's not the same position, but we're just looking at where he's valued. I'd pay a late 24 first. Talking about a young running back, guy who could be startable for many years at least two to three years, which, hey, that's the window we typically try to build our teams into. Um, I would also try to do, if I had Christian Watson, I'd move him for Rashad White in a third. Yeah, Christian Watson is a guy who's been banged up. Highest ceiling I've seen in a long time, but that floor is really low. So, you know, if I could move on and get a startable running back, I would do it. I like what Luke Sawhook said about uh, Christian Watson. He is the next Will Fuller. Hmm, interesting. Especially with these these, these uh, soft tissue injuries. Yeah, interesting. I don't I don't hate that. I'd rather have Jaden Reed if I'm going to get a Packers wide receiver. Agreed. Honestly. But um, Rashad White, what are you doing? I'm holding. I'm holding Rashad White. I got right. him in a bunch of places. I bought him um, all over this offseason um, because he was set up to be in a volume role. And that's what has happened. Look, he's been good. He's improved as a runner. Um, he's 20th in missed tackles force. He's 15th in runs of 10 plus he has a long of 38 on the season so those stats they might not sound like something incredible because they're not they're kind of like above average they're good not great i think that's what rashad white is but the thing is he's fifth in the nfl in attempts and also with receptions he is fifth in receptions so he has had a ton of volume on both sides and therefore he's been really productive for fantasy football i think that volume is going to continue into next year i don't you know like you said they have a lot of holes to fix i don't think running back is going to be one of them they address i think they like rashad white like i said he's been a better runner this year than last year um you know i was really excited about his receiving work coming into the year but as the season has gone on he's looked like a better runner so rashad white good not great running back in a great situation definitely holding on to him 
Great. Perfect. I love it. Let's move on. A uh, guy that I've been a big fan of, been kind of pumping him up since last offseason. That's Washington Commanders running back Brian Robinson. Nate, what are you doing with him? Yeah, this is the running back I'm going to buy, Mike. And let me tell you why. It's because I can buy Brian Robinson cheaper than Rashad White. And what? obviously Brian Robinson isn't running back four at the moment, but I, at the beginning of the season, he was one of the top running backs on the season. He has shown us that he has that kind of upside fantasy football-wise. He's dealt with some injuries, and that's kind of caused him to fall off a little bit. But you know, positive regression for this offense, Mike. As good as Sam Howell has been, the Washington Commanders are 23rd in points scored. They don't find the end zone a lot. No. All right. So this is a great entry point for um, a running back that is a kind of a set it and forget it running back. Brian Robinson gets the majority of the goal line work. I'm hoping that goes up, though. He's done a pretty good job of creating big plays. We've seen a lot of big plays from Brian Robinson this year that we really didn't expect to see. So I like this new upside that we've seen with Brian Robinson. He gives us a great floor. Look, his value is sitting around Zach Charbonnet, Tony Pollard, just a little bit above Tajay Spears. I would much rather trade in any of those running backs, come out with Brian Robinson, a guy that I feel confident about his situation going into the next year, going into the year after that, and having volume, having opportunity, and having that upside. So give me one of you know Zach Charbonnet, Tony Pollard, and move him in for Brian Robinson, Tajay Spears in a third, or an early second for Brian Robinson. If I have to pay an early second, I'm okay to do that to get a running back I believe in. Easily. And, you know, Brian Robinson – Oddly enough, by the way, we're going into week 15. There's only one running back in the NFL that has 1,000 yards, and that's Christian McCaffrey. Raheem Mostert is next with 924. So you would think at this point in the year we'd see more. I'm holding Brian Robinson. Why? Hey, another player that has uh, more receiving touchdowns than Drake London, in case you're wondering. But 664 (laughs) yards on the ground. He's got five touchdowns, three touchdowns through the year. Not bad for a guy who wasn't known as a receiving back coming out of Alabama. I'm holding him. I'm starting him. He's currently nursing a hamstring injury, so if I wanted to sell, it would be a slight injury discount. As Nate pointed out, you can get him cheaper right now than Rashad White, but I think he's worth more than that. He's a reliable starter every single week. Put him in there, and you're good to go. Of course he's going to have a clunker here and there. That happens to everybody. hate to say it, but it does. So I'm holding, and let's get to the last one. We agree on this one, Nate. Devon Achan. You're selling. I'm selling, and I had to in this situation. I'm not not actively selling, but in this situation, I'm selling, and I'm only selling for the right price. Look, mm-hmm. his efficiency, efficiency has been crazy, and this Dolphin offense is insane at times, but it's also really hot and cold. And I think Devon A. Chan is going to be kind of the same way, where he's going to have the weeks where he can give you that 50 points like we saw earlier this year, and it's crazy. Yeah. It's, gonna, it's, it's insane the kind of upside that he has. But also, I think we're, you know, we have a low floor with him, as long as most of us there. And I also don't think that Mike McDaniel's just if Mostert leaves, a change is going to be the workhorse back. I think there's always going to be a committee there. Always, <laughs> maybe oh. it's Ahmed. It's probably not. But I think there's always going to be a little bit of a timeshare there. I do still value him very highly. Uh, if I'm trading Devon Achan, you know, I want Travis Etienne back. I want uh, Jonathan Taylor back if I'm looking towards next year. Um, and I'm, I might be able to get something on top of both those guys. And I'm hoping to, you know, if I'm going to make this trade because to a chance young, he's on one of the top offenses. So if I'm trading him, I want ETM plus I want JT plus I want a guy like Brandon. Ayuk, Jalen Waddle, Puka Nakua. I want another stud. If I'm going to move off of Devon H and maybe I can go after a tight end right now. TJ Hawkinson could be available. Yeah. Or if I'm not competing this year, Mark Andrews plus 
would be something I'm definitely looking into. I would love to get Mark Andrews, add in a running back like Brian Robinson maybe or something like that. And speaking of TJ Hawkinson, he's got a new quarterback in Nick Mullins. Um, so adjust your waiver priority accordingly. But I'm also selling Devon A. Chan. He's missed games due to knee injuries. Is this going to be a sign of things to come? Knee's an important one. You need it. And if so, I'm going to sell while the value is still high. And we still love his landing spot here at the Dennis Brand. This was the guy. Hey, everyone said before the seat or before the draft, Miami would be the perfect place. It came to fruition. And we saw when he's on, he's on. When he's not, he's really not. I think you're right. The McDaniel system should typically always have a second running back. It just seems to work better that way. His value range right now, by the way, Nate, is Devonta Smith, Jonathan Taylor, Travis Etienne in a mid-24 first. That's where he's lumped around. Um, and I would make that trade, Devon Chan for a mid-24 first. Basically what I'd be doing is I would be trading him in for a guy like maybe Malik Neighbors, and I'm willing to make that move better long-term investment. If I had to move A-Chan for Jackson, Smith, and Jigba, I would definitely make that move as well. I still believe in JSN long-term over Devon A-Chan. Um, don't hate the player. Just got to sell high while I can because so James Robinson, you know, not saying he's the same, but these guys, the value tends to decline running backs. So, Nate, do you want to recap who we're buying, selling, holding, and avoiding? I would love to. So. I am buying Brian Robinson. I am selling Devon H. Han. I am holding on to Rashad White. I'm avoiding Kyron Williams. Now, Mike, I did that in the order of buy, sell, hold, avoid. Can you also do that? I can because I wrote it down. Ah, look at you. <laughs> that's right. Because you're wondering what I'm doing when I'm writing stuff down on the podcast. There it is. I am buying Rashad White. I'm selling Devon H. Han. I'm holding Brian Robinson, and I'm avoiding Kyron Williams. It's much better than what I do as scrolling up and down the show sheet. <laughs> That's why I do it, so I don't go all over. Now, let's roll right into our next one here. Let's talk about what we're doing with these 2023 IR quarterbacks heading into next year, and that is Joe Burrow, Kirk Cousins, Daniel Jones, and Deshaun Watson. We're buying one, selling one, holding one, avoiding one. Looks like we actually agree on this one. No, we did not fill out the show sheet together, I promise. Um Let's start, and we're buying Joe Burrow, but Nate, we are. Look, he's locked in. We know he's a top quarterback. At worst, you know, he's like he's a top 12 quarterback. You can definitely make an argument that he's much, you know, higher than that top 10, top eight, top five, whatever you want. Look, Jamar Chase is there. He's going to be there a while. Joe Burrow has been great regardless. It's a good situation for him. We've seen him been great. His value now with a season-ending injury. I don't expect it to affect next season. So no. there's definitely a buy window here. I, I love going after injured players who are injured studs, who I'm not worried about their efficiency dropping off, especially like an injury like this. It sucks, um, but it shouldn't affect them long-term. No, I agree. And like you said, injured, but elite when he's on the field, he's Cincinnati's not getting rid of him. We know that. And I think he's a great buy if you aren't competing or if you are competing and you you still have, the foresight to look ahead the next year, you got the capital that you're willing to make that move on. You know, I, I think you can hire stash him. He's still great. I mean, why stop making moves just because you're competing? Why stop making moves yeah. for the future? If it makes sense for you to do it, what, what would you buy him for? Let's talk about that. Yeah. You know, I'm, can I move Trevor Lawrence or Anthony Richardson for Joe Burrow plus right now to a, a team that needs quarterback points? Yeah. I think that's a great move to make this. This is the thing with, injured studs is you can find the value not because they're injured but the situation of the team that they're usually on they need points 
they need to replace the points of the stud that they've lost. You know, we're not talking about him today, but Mark Andrews, a guy I talked about in the last segment, you know, I'm definitely knocking on the doors everywhere right now for Mark Andrews because there's value. And it's been a couple of weeks since his injury, so the value's dipped down a little bit. His his production's a little out of our minds now. Same thing with Joe Burrow. Let's go see what we can do. Justin Fields in a second maybe for Burrow. Okay. Howell. And what do I have to add to Sam Howell? It's a late first for Burrow. More than happy to make that happen. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he, his value range right now, is right around Justin Herbert, Amon Ross St. Brown, Anthony Richardson, Trevor Lawrence. So there you go. These are guys that he's he's kind of grouped around. I would definitely, if I could move Justin Herbert or Anthony Richardson straight up for him right now, I would. Um, I like both of these guys. But to me, Joe Burrow has a higher long-term ceiling. And honestly, I don't know what to do with Justin Herbert anymore. I touched about it on the last podcast. He's really underwhelmed me the last two years, to be honest with you. Um I think no, it's not a talent thing. It's a fantasy football production thing. Yeah, it is. And I mean, if he was my my team's real life quarterback, I would be fine with that. Um, but as my team's fantasy quarterback, I'm concerned right now. Um, I would easily pay a 24 first, maybe in a late second for him right now. Or if I could get if you know there are guys desperate for points, replacing points. If I could move Trevor Lawrence to get Burrow in a second or a third, mm-hmm. do that too. So, um, Nate, we're both holding Kirk Cousins, and you know, I think I it looks like we're both, um, in the same thought process of you can't sell him because because of the injury, even though he's coming back off the practice squad. But the, the longer we go seeing the Vikings without Kirk Cousins, I feel like the more likely it is that they need to bring him back next year. Absolutely agree. I think the inconsistent quarterback play that they've had. Um, throughout the season has not that was something we they didn't know already but they've really seen it in the forefront of their franchise is it's hard to find another quarterback now yeah. it's obviously a little bit easier in the offseason of but course. still it's still difficult to find a new quarterback the grass isn't always greener on the other side and Kirk Cousins has actually been a really good quarterback he's very similar to Dak Prescott who everyone loves to hate but puts up the numbers here recently Kirk Cousins has put up numbers for years um, I'm not saying they can or cannot win a Super Bowl with, with Kirk Cousins, but he definitely gives them a better chance than a lot of quarterbacks out there. Yeah, and you know who was the backup for Kirk Cousins at one point in time? Who? Jake Browning. Ah, I'm sure they would love to have Jake Browning there right now. Who is two and one as a fill-in starter for the Bengals? Um, five touchdowns, only two interceptions. So it's been good. Yeah, I mean Josh Dobbs is a nice story for a little bit, but. You know, it is what it is. So we're both holding Kirk Cousins, and it looks like we're both avoiding Daniel Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Nate, you want to start with why you put ew Giants? <laughs> yeah. This this Giants offense. It's like, you know, we just talked about, you know, Justin Herbert's done fantasy football wise for his last two years. Now it's been disappointing. This Giants offense has been disappointing the last, you know, couple of years. Um, outside of Saquon Barkley, what is this wide receiver core? Um, what has Daniel Jones been if he can't get? Uh, fantasy points on the ground. I don't know what the Giants are going to be doing this offseason. They're they're picking too late to get a top quarterback. Um, they have a lot of money stuck with Daniel Jones. It's going to be hard to move off him. $69 million in dead cap next year if they were to cut him. So I don't think that's really an option. I don't know what trades would look like. I don't know how the salary cap works with those trades, what that would look like. But there's just not a lot of good good going on with the Giants right now. I almost said good vibes. There's not a lot of good vibes either. Um, just avoiding – I always avoid question marks. I'm avoiding the Giants. They are a huge question mark for me. 
I mean, the fact of the matter is there is one good vibe, and his name is Tommy DeVito. And listen, the fact of the matter is, I'm about to say maybe the stupidest thing I've ever said on this podcast. Wow, that would be that's that's quite the claim. Hear me out. Remember Robert Griffin III and Kirk Cousins? I do. One of those guys got hurt, and the other had a long NFL career. Could we be seeing that happen again? I don't know about that, Mike. I mean, look, I'm not talking about fantasy football here. What I'm talking about is the fact is Tommy DeVito is 3-1 and one as a starting quarterback for the New York Giants with the same roster that Daniel Jones had. Hey, they're winning games, and that's why I, I can't see the ball getting fired at this point, which means I don't know what to do with Daniel Jones. Exactly. We know No, we do know what to do with Daniel Jones. We're avoiding him. There you go. Th- this is a good thing. I've I said to people in the past, if you don't know what to do with a player, don't. Do something else. Tommy DeVito, he's playing good ball. Daniel Jones wasn't. The fact of the matter is this guy has the grasp of the New York Giants fandom. Okay, they love him. He's Italian. There's a lot of Italian New York Giants fans. The possibility is always there. I don't know. Look, what if he's Maybe. what if Daniel Jones is slow coming back? Tommy DeVito's in there. Tommy Cutlets is apparently his nickname Cutlet. according to profootballreference.com. Um, what if he's in there winning football games? You can't bench a guy that's winning. You can't. Stranger things have happened. The fact of the matter is, too, Daniel Jones has been giving nothing. Isaiah Hodgins is not a, a solution. Paris Campbell is not a solution. Darius Slayton is not a solution. Wandale Robinson, Jalen Hyatt, I think they're nice Part of a solution. I think they're nice pieces. I think they're parts of a solution. But the fact of the matter is you can't even draft a wide receiver in the first round and expect him to be your savior. You need to sign a big-name free agent wide receiver or trade for one like Devontae Adams or something like that, a guy who's established that could come in, that could teach these younger players. But until I see it happen and until I know that the New York Giants front office can do the right thing for whoever's behind center, I'm avoiding the quarterback position for the New York football Giants. I don't know care about the Giants because I'm an Eagles fan however let's talk about another quarterback I don't care about just because I think he's a creep looks like we're both selling Deshaun Watson yep you know I was bouncing around if I went to avoid Deshaun Watson or avoid Daniel Jones I figured I can sell Deshaun Watson for more than Daniel Jones so I'll be selling Deshaun Watson Um, he's gonna be hard to sell to some people but Mike you have the stats here last two years combined what has he done for us I mean look and when you were buying him coming off of that the, the injury and the trade, whatever. Last year's combined, 2,217 yards, 14 touchdowns, and nine picks. This is not, about a, just about a season's worth of games, and that's yeah. not good stats. I think it's 12 games. I forget exactly, 12 or 13. But still, this is not what you were bargaining for when you got to Sean Watson. Sean Watson has not been really fantasy relevant overall in a few years now. So, yeah, but I, I think, think he not. was – he was in consideration for a void for me as well, Nate. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. So, um, t- tell me what uh, what are you selling him for? Yeah, like I said, I think he might be hard to sell because there's not not a lot of good going for Deshaun Watson right now. And now, you know, since the injury just kind of piles on. But if I can get a mid first, obviously I'd love that. I don't think it's gonna be possible even in superflex leagues. But if I can get a fringe playoff team's first round pick, and hope that that te- that ends up being like the the one oh eight, I'll take that. What if I'll it was 110? That. You know, if if Deshaun Watson is not my quarterback one, which if he is, I have a lot of problems anyway. Yeah, I, I'm just I'm just moving off Deshaun Watson. I don't I don't think the team is even in a great situation for him to be fantasy relevant. They have such a good defense. They they're not going to play in a way that's going to really, even if he is healthy and looking decent, I don't think it's going to lead to a 
the upside that we have with these other quarterbacks. So I'm selling late first and a second would be my ideal scenario, but I'm not sure what you can get for Watson right now. Yeah. I mean, his value range is that of Cooper cup, Ramondre Stevenson guys that are injured, Calvin Ridley, Will Levis. I think I'd rather have Will Levis right now. I mean, I know, well, Hey, Will I don't Levis, either, man. what's that? I don't want either. Well, I, Will Levis is playing and getting points. So Deshaun Watson's not, I'll say that. Um, let's look at some trades. Watson for 25 first and 24 second. Superflex leagues, still get first. For quarterbacks, Watson for, for Will Levis in a first. Would you make that? What if that first round pick ended up being something good and you got Will Levis and Jaden Daniels for Deshaun Watson? Well, yeah, I, w- I would do Will Levis in the first. That's right. And by the way, is there a new QB1 in this class? I guess we'll see. Um, I would also do it for Watson for Sam Howell in a second. Either a 25 or 24 second. I don't care, but give me Sam Hell. So, yeah. over to Sean Watson. And uh, you're going to give uh, me a second, hear a word from our sponsors, and we'll be right back. We're excited to announce that we have partnered with Mint Mobile. Have you ever thought, why in the world is my wireless bill so darn high? What are you paying all that money for? Speed, coverage, data, access to 5G, limited talk and text, mobile hotspots? Great news. Mint Mobile offers all of these features for as low as $15 a month. They're built on the nation's largest 5G network, and they keep costs low because they sell direct to you online, cutting out the retail stores and salespeople. Why should you pay more than you have to for access to the same network? Go to HTTPS, TryMintMobile.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind, also linked in the description, to get premium wireless for $15 a month. Guys, $15. How hard is it to switch your service? Big Wireless wants you to think that it's hard, but switching to Mint is super easy thanks to digital eSIM cards, which most phones now have. You can sign up and activate immediately right on your phone from the comfort of your home. If your phone doesn't have an eSIM, Mint will ship you a new SIM card for free. Big Wireless also wants you to think that they're the only option, but don't be duped. And now through January 1st, you'll receive an additional three months free Buy three, get three. If you purchase a three-month plan using our link, HTTPS, trimintmobile.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. Again, link in the description. The offer is available on all plans, including Unlimited. All right. Welcome back, everybody. It's me, Mike, not Tommy Cutlets, and we're going into um, our third segment. But we need to go back. Uh, We forgot our last segment saying who we're – oh, well, okay. We're all buying Joe Burrow. There you go. Holding Kirk Cousins, avoiding Daniel Jones, and selling Deshaun Watson. I apologize for us not reiterating that. I was just so wrapped up in the whole Tommy DeVito talk. (laughs) All right. Scenario three. Let's talk about what we're doing with some 2023 rookies heading into next year. And these rookies are – this was a really tough one for me, by the way, Nate. Uh, Bijan Robinson, Jameer Gibbs, Jordan Addison, and Tank Dell. What? I hated this one. Buy one, sell one, hold one, avoid one. Looks like we're both holding Bijan Robinson. Yeah. Yeah. Look, Bijan, he's the RB1 in Dynasty. He is the guy on the Atlanta Falcons offense. He's been productive so far this season. Sure, we had the the ups and downs of the Arthur Smith coaching to start the season out, but Bijan's actually had a very consistent volume ever since that, that game where he played like th- two, three snaps, whatever it was. Um, ever since that headache or whatever he had, he's been pretty consistent. So, you know, we love young stud running backs. There's not too many young stud running backs like Bijan Robinson. If you have him, do not let him get off your team. And he's pretty expensive to buy, so he's the hold for me. 
Yeah, I agree. I have one share of Bijan. I think that's all I'm going to have just because he's so so expensive, but I'm holding as well. Generational talent. He's the Falcons' best offensive player. He also has more receiving touchdowns than their wide receiver one. I don't want to sell him if I have him, and he might be too expensive for me to buy otherwise, like Nate said. So yeah. we're both holding Bijan Robinson, Jameer Gibbs. Nate, I'm a little interested in this one, but – Unfortunately, this is the way the, the exercise goes. You have to do this with one person. We got. Yeah, look, Jameer Gibbs, I obviously love Jameer Gibbs, but he's going to be the avoid for me because he has to share backfield still. And David Montgomery is no slouch. We've seen what David Montgomery gets the opportunity around the goal line. We've seen where he's been given tons of carries through some games. Um, you know, obviously Gibbs has become more of a factor as the season has worn on, but there is obviously a very strong connection between the two of these guys being part of a committee, working off of each other, being the thunder and lightning. And it's going to continue this way. I think this is going to be the same way the backfield will be set up next year. I think they like the fact that Gibbs is so talented and they're keeping him in this efficient role, not giving him a ton of volume. I think it's helping his efficiency stay up. It's helping them have more efficient plays just all the way around because then David Montgomery's fresh for his runs in between the tackles and at the goal line. So I think this is what we're seeing. And look, Jameer Gibbs, incredible. He's sixth right now in fantasy points per game with 16.3. So he's really talented, but too expensive for me for a guy who's in the committee still. Um, obviously still scoring points, but I'm not willing to pay up for running backs. I got to get him out of value, Mike. In case you don't know Nate personally, he's quite frugal. Um, but you I know am. who's not? My wife. And by <laughs> way of that, also me, because I'm buying jameer gibbs he keeps getting better and the detroit offense for the most part has been humming really good seems to be better with limited touches nate you talked about this the efficiency is there the detroit coaching staff knows how to use him well um he's a great dual threat runner and receiver his value range right now this shows what people are thinking about him so right nate you know he is expensive he's right around Brees hall chris olave sam laporta garrett wilson you know i, I would i would try a 24 first and a third might need a second to get that deal done possibly just he is expensive right now i would try the third first mike you would need two two firsts you think so what about yeah. this one if you're not competing would you move cmc for gibbs in a first yeah if i can get that yeah i, think I don't you, know if you can get that i think you might be able to if somebody's really desperate to get that final push um, I think so. I'd also consider moving Jalen Waddle straight up for Gibbs. You know, I think you might have to add a little bit just because of the way Jalen Waddle's season's been going. Um, but I'm okay with moving on from Jalen Waddle to get a Waddle guy. in a second for Gibbs. Yeah, that's I'd probably try. what the value would be. I would try a third first, of course. Of you know, course, try to get it cheaper. So let's move on. Uh, we're going to be on the opposite end here. Jordan Addison, Nate, what are you doing? All right, I'm buying Jordan Addison. And you've already spoiled it. I'm buying him from you. Look, perceived value of Jordan Addison kind of going down because of the inconsistencies of the quarterback. The fact that Justin Jefferson came back, only came back for a couple snaps, but sounds like he might have been played this weekend. So Jordan Addison, as good as he's been, there's just been some things going on around him that are kind of lowering the way that people are looking at him because he's had an incredible season so far. So with that kind of perception – going down a little bit. Once again, I get my value and that's why I'm buying him because I can get Jordan Addison for a mid first. Nate, for a mid first, you can go get Romo Dunze, Malik Neighbors. Yeah, I think Jordan Addison is of the same ilk. So I'm fine just I'm fine just having Jordan Addison rather than waiting for those guys to get into the NFL. 
Um, Tank Dell, now that he's injured, I would move for Jordan Addison. Michael Pittman Jr., um, Nico Collins. Might have to add a little bit to Nico Collins um, now that he's been injured, but with Tank Dell being out, if Nico can come back soon, probably can make this trade swap as well. And then uh, if I have Dalton Kincaid and I have another tight end option, I'd be interested in moving Dalton Kincaid for Jordan Addison if I need a wide receiver. Well, then, look, I'm selling him, and I'm telling you right now, I'll take Dalton Kincaid for him. I'll take Nico Collins. I'll take Tank Dell. Might add a little bit on top of there because Tank Dell is hurt right now. And Michael Pittman Jr. as well. I love it. Also, with Nico Collins being banged up, Tank Dell out, I would love to hope – I'm hoping that Xavier Hutchinson and um, John Mechie get some more snaps because Robert Woods, who we'll be talking about in the next podcast, I will be anyway, It's not just really been doing anything. I like Jordan Addison, even though I'm selling him. The value is still up, and it could rise with Justin Jefferson getting hurt again. So you got to sell at max value, right? Um, and he is. Look at this. We did not fill out the show sheet together, but his value range right now, he's right around Tank Dell, Dalton Kincaid, Jordan Love. If you are if you don't love Jordan Love and you've got a, a bevy of quarterbacks, you can move on from him, Jackson Smith and Jigbo. Um, I would move Jordan Addison for Zay Flowers and a second-round pick. All right. If I could get a late first for him, I would do it think i wouldn't i wouldn't be opposed to zay flowers in the second round pick i think that's kind of a, like that one. a lateral move so if you can get the second on top short yeah for sure i do like zay flowers as well um and let's talk let's finish this one off with tank dell man what a season he was having too but nate what are you doing look i'm selling tank dell and because he's not a value to buy yet because this the same thing I've preached many times on this channel is when players get injured, it's not the time to buy because everyone still remembers how good they are. You give it a couple of weeks, start people start to forget. You get into this offseason, Tank Dell's still going to be value. It's not like Tank Dell, because of his injury, is just going to be wide receiver 40 in their dynasty rankings come the offseason. No. Exactly. People are still going to value Tank Dell pretty high. But when the offseason hits, we all look at a total stat sheet for the entire season. And Tank Dell, unfortunately, missed some of the beginning of the season, missed some of the end of the season. His total stats are not going to look as good as some other rookies from this class. So his value doesn't go down a little bit. Just it naturally will. And because of that, that's when we want to buy. So we want to sell now. You sell Tank Dell now, you probably can buy him cheaper in three months. Yeah. And um, what are you selling him? Well, I'm trying to move on to another rookie, Jordan Addison, Zay Flowers, JSN be more than happy to move off Tank Dell for any of those guys. They're all valued pretty similar. If I need to add a third on top, no problem doing that. Um, Otherwise, moving Tank Dell for mid first. Look, I like Tank Dell, but like I said earlier, mid first, I'm getting Malik Neighbors, getting Romo Dunze. I like Tank Dell, but with the injury, I'm more I'm willing to to roll the dice with one of those guys now. Okay. Unfortunately, I have to avoid Tank Dell. It's hard to sell him right now for what I think he should be worth because of the injury. Um, I feel like he's still really hard to buy, you know, even though you should be buying him for a discount, but you can't because people saw how good he is. And, you know, sharper dynasty players are not just going to let him go cheap just because he's hurt. They're fine with stashing him on IR or burying him on the bench and just waiting for next year to come around. You know, there are panic sellers out there, but not a ton. So unfortunately I have to avoid um, so Nate, let's round it back up. And who are you buying, selling, holding, and avoiding? All right. I am buying Jordan Addison. I am selling Tank Dell. Oh, did I do it? Did I do it wrong? Buy, buy, sell, hold, avoid. Okay. Yeah, I, should, I should write it down like you, Mike. I'm gonna do that next time. So I'm buying Jordan Addison, I'm selling Tank Dell. 
I am holding on to Bijan Robinson, which means I'm avoiding Jameer Gibbs. All right, perfect. Takes every single inch of it. I haven't heard that one in a while. So I'm buying I, Jameer Gibbs, selling Jordan Addison, holding Bijan Robinson, and avoiding Tank Dell. There it is. That is it. All right, everyone. Thank you for hanging out with us. Uh, we'll see you next time. For Nate, I'm Mike. Thanks for listening. All right, everyone, that is going to do it for us this week. But if you're headed to a game, make sure you check out SeatGeek.com. It's your one-stop shop for all things live events. It offers the best price available. Use the promo code DYNASTYREWIND. You'll get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Don't forget, if you want to play some best ball, head on over to Underdog. It's the easiest buy-in in fantasy football. And it's not having to worry about setting your lineups, man. That's what it's all about. So, again, underdog.com. Use the promo code REWIND. A 100% match on your first deposit up to $100. Visit our store over at payhip.com forward slash dynasty rewind. That's where you find our roster reviews. That's where you find all of our manuals and everything like that. Head on over there now. Grab some merch at spreadshop.com. Link is down below. And we want to see you in our community. And that is patreon.com forward slash dynasty rewind. But... Until next time, everybody, for my faithful co-hosts, Chev Nooney and Nate Christian, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind, please rewind. Thank you for listening.